All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Crypto Cronies with your host, Jonathan Downing, and your co-host, Alex Barger. Ah. Hello, hello, hello. Today we're doing another news recap. You got the prices? The prices today are... Bitcoin uh, was at 24900 the other day. And now it is below that at 23486 Ethereum. Ethereum is still kind of hanging around where it's been uh, at $1,637.54. Speaking of the prices, uh, there's a couple articles here that um, are talking a lot about the government recently having a lot of their hands in what's going on. And it's going to really affect the crypto pricing market now. This article says, Crypto firms brace for a carpet bombing moment in the United States as Europe beckons closer. Another one says, Crypto now primed for a massive Fed bombshell that could play havoc with the price of Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, etc. Um... Classic speculative news. Yeah. So what do you think is going on? Do you think these are just... It sounds like it sounds like a writer needed to meet their quota deadline and then just added a bunch of blur blurbs and and buzzwords to an article. I don't know. I, I don't know whether that article says anything more, but I know you and I were talking about how I think they were hinting at um, Europe and other countries and. Yeah, so the first one, crypto ahead. firm braces for carpet bombing moment as, the, as Europe beckons. Um, there's a lot of people in the United States, and then it comes to like CEOs of crypto business that have pointed out that um, America's really far behind when it comes to regulating the crypto market or you know just having an infrastructure where the crypto market is supported. It says that third world countries are no longer the number one people that use this as Europe is now building a whole entire crypto infrastructure. Um, They're worried that the United States is going to fall behind because as the world is adapting to the crypto market, the United States is pushing back. Uh Uh-oh. A quote from... Better adapt or fall to the wayside. Yeah, a quote from Senator Cynthia Loomis of Wyoming. Wyoming, that's our girl. Republican Bitcoin advocate has recently Mm -hmm. said, the European Union is ahead of us, Switzerland's ahead of us, Australian is ahead of us, England is also now ahead of us. So it's not just second and third world countries using this currency anymore. You know what? I think she's right. She is like the um, poster child for pro-crypto politics. Cynthia Loomis? Like she is the, yeah. If you were to to ask me, if you were to ask me, Name three politicians that are pro Bitcoin or pro crypto. She'd probably she'd be the first name I I say probably Cynthia hmm. Loomis. Um, yeah, oh, she's crypto... not the only one. Yeah, yeah. She but says she's we're feeling the a... most outspoken, one of the most outspoken ones. And so that's feel... why. So our company is actually registered in Wyoming because um, Wyoming has is one of the most pro crypto states out there. Um, they've already passed a ton of legislation um, that's favorable toward not only just crypto, but crypto mining companies specifically. Mm. So they're already kind of let, laying a lot of the, the framework, the groundwork for 
other states to do the same. Mm-hmm. Great work, Cynthia. Cynthia. <laughs> this uh, other person, Kristen Smith, CEO of Washington-based Blockchain Associates, says we're feeling a crypto carpet bombing moment where the government seems to be trying to throw whatever they can within their authority or potentially exceeding their authority, and we think it's very short-sighted. It is <clears throat> also bad for the United States competitiveness. Hmm. I don't disagree. Yeah, I mean, you, this is another one says we're here. Susan Friedman, International Policy Council at Ripple. Says, Europe is yeah. Europe is clearly outpacing the United States by establishing holistic regulatory framework for the crypto asset industry. We fully expect Euro to become a Europe to become a natural hub for responsible participants going forward. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. They say more work needs to be done to respond to the regulatory and supervision supervisory challenges that we are seeing today. Yeah. So, like, what when it comes to regulating crypto, what does that even look like? I mean, there's like such a there's so many facets to it. Like, I mean, if you just talk in the most basic what people are used to, you know, capital gains tax. Mm. If you tax crypto when you trade it for another crypto for like a like kind exchange or how can you do capital gains if it's a commodity? I, is it, you can go down so many rabbit holes with how to just tax it from, you know, quote unquote, like capital gains perspective. But then on top of that, like how about the energy producers? Some states like Washington, I think in New York, both said, you know, do we add a, like a crypto mining tax to any company that's hmm. using electricity end uses is crypto mining related? Um, or these exchanges that are all blowing up do we have them now legal federally require them to um, disclose their proof of reserves for customer uh, deposits? Mm-hmm. So it, there's just so many. Basically, just just look at whatever's blown up over the past year, and then just think of how that could be regulated or will be regulated. So it's it, there's so many. Well, for one, things. SBF. You know, he was just. Yeah. This brings me to my next article. Great segue. Was, yeah, he was just. Um, charged with um, illegal illegal donations for um, politicians, politicians. Just contributing yeah a lot of money he made over 300 illegal donations and now he's facing four more counts four additional counts of fraud bringing his total charges at the moment to 12 while we are still unfolding the wild web that he has woven. Sam, Sam, Sam. Sam, he gave more than in the 2022 midterm elections. SBS gave more than 40 million to Democratic leaning PACs and politicians. Yet he claimed in an interview with a YouTube crypto reporter, Tiffany Fong, that he gave out equal amounts to Republican and Democratics and and Democratic. Uh, politicians none of this has been made public yet but they are now coming out that that is not true he said that he did not uh, you know read an article a while ago where he they quoted him as saying that he didn't want to disclose the donations to republican candidates because the media is not republican friendly and didn't want the media backlash that he had um backed republican candidates as well so that I know that was like his, his initial excuse. Um, well, that's just dumb. 
amongst the uh, amongst the other dumb stuff he's done. Yeah, uh, he's currently waiting trial, as we know. But I did not know this: his bail that um, was used. Did they reveal was, who it, it came from? It's it's secured against his parents' properties. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at two hundred and fifty million dollars. Woo! That's a lot of dollars. That is so many dollars. That's uh, that's like half the amount of dollars that John B. and the Pogue gang are trying to get back <laughs> from the royal merchant. No, no spoilers. No Outer Banks spoilers. <laughs> well, I'm rewatching season two right now. I haven't started season three yet, but I'm two. behind. It's $400, $400 million of gold. They said that from the very first episode. <laughs> Netflix is Outer Banks for anyone who's wondering. Yes, yes. Season three, no, no free advertisements. No free advertisements. Uh, yeah, so I mean, that's what's going on right now. The government still needs to regulate stuff. Stuff like this wouldn't happen. Um, SBF, you know, I mean, even regula- even regulations wouldn't even really make a difference, in my opinion, because this was already illegal in the first place. But well, still this isn't it. even. Well, yeah, because you can't. <sighs> you can't. The only regulation that you mentioned earlier is is proof of of reserves for client deposits, which a big part of all the fraud that he's done was that there was a like $8 billion gap in their balance sheet. Um, billion. But no, th- yeah, billion with a B. But uh, this is not, a, this is not necessarily a crypto story. This is a, a fraud story. So mm-hmm. regardless of whatever company this would have been or industry or whatever, it's just, it's a company that committed massive amounts of fraud and was mm-hmm. irresponsibly run. So, um, Mm. Yeah, crypto regulation aside, it just it, it wouldn't have mattered. These guys are just frauds. I don't know. Fraudsters. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people are really, really mad with him, not even when it comes to, you know, the fact that he stole, but um all of the trust and goodwill that is now shaken in the crypto industry and tech field because of one person's um damage. Yep. But. Makes it hard for honest crypto companies like ourselves. Yeah, like Hyrule Ventures. The trust back, like like the Hyrule Group, Private Mining Co. Mm-hmm. And Musk Miners. Shout out for Chris, who's not here because he's in Alaska. Mm-hmm. But we'll give them a shout out plug. Yeah, um, Musk Miners as well. Um, but yeah, so that that's been fun explaining to all of our clients. What? How bad SBF fraud- just destroyed no, everything? Yeah, this is like it's a fraud issue, like. That there wasn't a failure amongst there was no crypto technology failures or there was no like there's nothing wrong with the actual assets themselves it was a fraud of people who committed fraud it was human error it was human deceit that is at the core of all of this and terrible human decisions and there was nothing wrong with you know bitcoin's underlying code or protocol it was, just uh, crappy people who didn't know how to run a business or just corrupt at the core. People are thinking, they're predicting that XRP is going to reach $10 in 2023. That'd be cool. Be, like that. Yeah, they've been saying that for like seven years. Yeah, but, uh, that okay. I, not that I, would not, I wouldn't be opposed to that. <laughs> That's all the news that I've got. I There's a lot more. Favorite articles. I think this might be my favorite article that I have read on here. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Setting the setting the tone. So, 
I'm actually going to read it just because I don't want to miss any details and I don't think our listeners would want. There's a tiny Massachusetts town who called in Homeland Security, the Department of Homeland Security, to track down a man who installed an illegal crypto mining operation inside of a crawl space of a middle school and ended up racking up an electricity tab of around $18,000. Over the course of how long? So I think they said from uh, in 2021 from April to December 2021, so like nine months. That's not even that bad. I wish I wish that we spent that much in electricity over over what is that whatever period of time that is. Um, yeah, because so I, I'll read further because there, there's a lot of good details in here. Um. The man's name is Nadim Nahas, probably pronounced that, but he pleaded no he pled not guilty when he appeared in Quincy District Court on Friday. Um, but he worked as an assistant facilities director for the town of Cohasset. And he's being accused of connecting the school's electrical system to help run the illegal scheme that took place for nearly nine months, April to December twenty twenty one. What and how did you and how did they discover this, do you say? Well, yeah. police were tipped off when the director of facilities for the Cohasset Middle High School, Middle School High School, noticed out of place electrical wires, computers, and temporary duct work found in a crawl space near the school's boiler room. Cops called in the town's IT director. Which the, the fun thing about this is when I first read it, it I didn't catch that, but I reread it. I was like, "There's a town IT director," <laughs> so I don't. It's a very curious, like how how big this town is, but. Um, the cops called in the town's IT director, and together they discovered a secret cryptocurrency mining operation consisting of 11 powerful computers and a cooling system. Mm. Things escalated further in the small town case when the Coast Guard Investigative Services, I didn't even know that existed, and the Department of Homeland Security were drafted in to find the culprit. After a three-month investigation, Nahas was identified as the suspect, and he resigned from his job in March, March 2022, so this was a while ago. But this is just now being Last reported. Year, they're just now uh, coming to light. So I'm looking at the pictures of it. Um, it's so sketchy looking. Here, shout out to John for post production adding these pictures in. Shout out to John. Oh, hold on, I'm actually going to do that right now. I'm just going to drag it into the screen. Okay. Crypto crawl space. Yeah, I got the article right here. So, yeah, judging by it's awesome because I've seen the. I don't even. I'm kind of impressed by the setup, but also, I don't, I'm very curious. I would love to know the actual system that he had in place, especially when it said that there was a cooling system involved. All right. So here we go. We've got, I'm looking right now at the, (laughs) yeah, I'm looking right now. This is the, the computers. There's, yeah, those are some pretty hefty machines. And those things are going to be loud, man. Like, I, I'm very curious to how he, they did not hear anything, because well, the, like the average noise vol, like the noise level of these is around like 72 decibels, which is like the equivalent to a a, a vacuum cleaner. Vacuum cleaner, yeah. And, um, so 11 vacuum cleaners just running in the crawl space of a school. Yeah, like I used to have like three of those running in my garage, and I could hear them on the next level oh they were so loud yeah oh yeah you've you've heard them yeah um so i don't know how he concealed that noise but i guess if it was that far into the cross space or 
Maybe the well, a boiler rooms are super loud. Yeah. Okay, so here yeah, we go. That's true. Yeah. This is this is what it looked like. Where are the machines? They're just way back in there. Because in the... I'll show you guys. I'll save the podcast. No, I see it. I see them, but I don't see the machines. Okay, one second. Let me bow back to the Discord. I'll save the show. Yeah, that's what I was just showing. So there's those, and then there's the crawl space. These are the... Keep going. You've got five picks. Oh yeah, there are. So I don't think these are. So the main brand are, are, are Bitmain Ant Miners. Mm-hmm. I think this is like an off-brand because I don't recognize those the machines. Model. But I think this is equivalent of like an S9 Bitmain model. So these are older generation. These are newer generation. Um. So he was doing it for a year or nine months. You said. Oh, uh, big boss! That's the guy. Showed up in court. There we go. Or middle school is taken advantage of, um, but honestly, if he so these are not really profitable right now. Again, I don't know the actual model that these are, but um, but when you're getting free electricity, they are profitable. And so, if I were to yeah. guess what eleven <laughs> of these miners would bring in, just with these being, I think, I believe, older generation, he probably made like around like eighteen to twenty grand. Mm-hmm. And so if you were to offset that by the $18,000 that he got in free electricity, you would really only be like two grand. And I think I'm being generous with like that. I could be wrong, but um, if I had to just shoot from the cuff and, and estimate, that's what so I would I say. So I spent $18,000 to make two grand. And now I had to spend $50,000 <laughs> in legal fees. Jesus Christ. So poor another guy. thing. Yeah. <laughs> poor guy. Uh um, trying to find a picture of the actual setup. Yeah, that's what I was looking for too. If you just Google crypto crawl space, crypto crawl space, um, you'll find it. But okay, stop watching stream. Okay, yeah. So that's pretty impressive, if you ask me. I mean, the thing was, is it seemed like he was part of a department that had access to not only just this school, but more schools. So like, why did you do like, that? We have an, a town IT director. So if you're looking at my screen, you can see this crossways that they were discovered yeah, in. That's what I showed. Oh, did you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, I mean, if you, if you live in a place that has a designated town IT director, I think it's a pretty small town where, and he was the assistant, he was the assistant facility manager. So that's how he had access to that yeah. space. So you could have put one, Bitcoin miner in eleven different schools, dude, and you probably would have gotten away with it. No, if they, no, with a, with a town that small, there's that's probably like the only school. There's definitely not eleven schools. Well, he could have done something. I don't know. He could have mined legally. <laughs> that's true. We are not encouraging this guy. We are definitely not encouraging it. Very impressed by his attempt. It's just a cool story. He's a little bit of a rabble rouser. A little bit of a good fella. Yeah. Kind of like that SBF guy, knuckleheads, man. Like a good guy at the time. Yeah. Um, so I, oh, I closed out of my other story to bring that one up, but just recovered it. So um, in other news, there is a – so for anyone who's bought NFTs, you've probably heard of OpenSea or bought your NFTs on OpenSea. Um, there is a competitor called Blur, and apparently it is blowing OpenSea out of the water. Um. The article reads, one week 
after the NFT marketplace blur, scrapped the fee it collects on trades. Um, Sorry. What'd you say? A blur. Uh -huh. So basically, blur uh, this competitor slash its trading fees, um, and it stole eighty-two percent market share. Um, of the trading volume on 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 Ethereum over the last week. So, there's been a lot of controversy with OpenSea, you know, in their um, the royalty fees that they charge to um, to the creators and uh, amongst other trading fees that they've been charging. Um, so I think people are kind of fed up with some stuff. Mm -hmm. That may be why they're flocking to Blur, but um, yeah, I think um, it looks like. Last week, February 17th, OpenSea slashed its trading fees even further um, and dropped enforced royalties to 0.5%. Hmm. So, so Blur is taking over, basically, right? Yes. It's basically, in a nutshell, it says it's time. It's a time-honored tenant of business. Slash prices and the customers will come. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, they all went to Blur. So, well, that means I got to get my stuff off OpenSea. Oh, it's all in your wallet. It's true. My NFTs. Yeah. But how am I going to advertise them for sales? You can do it on Blur probably. I've, I don't, I haven't been on Blur really, Yeah. but uh, I imagine that Blur has a similar setup if they were able to capture 82% of the trading market share. Yeah. Interesting. Could be wrong. I don't know. I'm going to check it out. Blur NFT. Blur.io. Blur.io. Wow. This looks way cooler than OpenSea. <gasps> so for anyone who's already been on Blur, let us know your experience. And they have all the things on there. Debussy 100. Who's that? So, I don't know. But um, I'm sure. I mean, OpenSea still is a huge player. I mean, they were like the they are the biggest player. I mean, it'll be interesting for me to see if um, Blur is able to retain that market share. So, time will tell. Only time will tell. Their website Only does that thing tell. that we don't like. It has a lot of it going on. Well, it moves a lot when you scroll. Oh, yeah. Hmm. We don't like that. Simple it up. Yeah, we don't like that, man. Oh, but I can't even start looking through NFTs or the portfolios. or any I can't do anything on Blur without connecting my connecting wallet immediately. Wallet. Yeah, no. I don't um, want to do that. Like, uh, open seas. Wow, yeah, it just has a it just has a percent board and a trending board for all the NFTs that are going on right now. Which OpenSea also has a, on their landing page. Dude, the doodles, man. Doodles. Big stuff. How many doodles you got? I wish I don't have any doodles. I wish I had doodles. Trey had a doodle at one point. Uh, I don't know. Five ETH. Seven ETH. It's crazy seeing some of these uh, NFT prices after what they were at. 
What, you're saying how cheap they are now? Yes. Well. A buying opportunity. There's a buying opportunity out there. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, bye, bye. Well, you got anything else? We're at 24 That's minutes. All That's all the news I got. All right. That's the news then. Thanks, everybody. Uh, thanks, everyone. Be on the lookout for our Silk Road episode coming out soon. Yeah. Where we talk about the history of the Silk Road and how cryptocurrency played into the, played its role in it. Yeah. Dreaded yeah. Pirates. Dreaded Pirate Roberts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bye. Right. See you, gang.